You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everybody. I'm Anthony Kastrovin. Thanks for tuning in. We are going to check in with Jeffrey Flanagan for our latest Royals recap. Jeffrey, uh, obviously uh, the Royals were not going to win every series this season, and that is now proven, uh, having dropped two of three in Oakland, but still a strong start to 2016. But, you know, us being the negative people we are, we're going to focus on some not-so-strong starts. Uh, how about Chris Young, first of all? Uh you know, it doesn't help that he's opposed Noah Syndergaard and Colin McHugh and Sonny Gray in his three outings, but uh, 7.9 ERA obviously jumps out, especially after uh, the really strong season he had last year. Um, what, what do you take away from his first three starts? Well, I thought the first one was was really good. He made, you know, one bad pitch and gave up a home run, but like you mentioned, he's going up against Syndergaard, so you knew going in that, uh, you know, runs were going to be at a premium. Every pitch was going to be pressure for him, and and I thought he did a good job. And then, you know, he has to pitch the Astros home opener, and they're all jacked up. And um, that's not necessarily a great uh, park for a fly ball pitcher like Chris is. So, uh, and then the Oakland start, which probably was his worst, I think, command-wise. I, you know, his fastball was kind of all over the place. But um, he's got a long leash after what he did last year in the regular season and the postseason. Um, that's certainly not going to panic. And, you know, I, I think a lot of times it's hard for fans to understand that pitchers can go into slumps just like hitters do. And, and right now he's kind of in one. He's battling some mechanical issues. But, um, like I mentioned, he'll have a long leash. Um, you know, if this continues for maybe two or three or four more starts, you know, you still have some options with Dylan G or Danny Duffy or, or Jin Ming Wong as, as a possible spot start. But uh, I don't think uh, anybody on the coaching staff is panicking about Chris Young yet. Well, another guy that, that fans are freaking out about a little bit is Joaquin Soria. Uh, he enters the week with a 6.75 ERA. Uh, what do you make of uh, his first couple of weeks uh, in his return to a Royals uniform? Yeah, as you know, in this early in the season, when you have one bad outing, that ERA is going to yeah. look ugly for a long, long time. So, you know, he gave up three runs in, the, in an opening night to the Mets. And really, I mean, it was just kind of a command issue. He walked a couple guys, which is pretty uncharacteristic for him. And, the three balls that were hits in, in that game were all looked like they got hit by a rolled up newspaper. I mean, they were just so soft that nobody could get to them. And uh, since then, I thought I think he's been really good. I mean, he gave, gave up a very long home run to to Park of the Twins, who obviously has tremendous power after we saw he did at Target Field over the weekend. And uh, since then, I mean, he, he, yesterday and Sunday really threw nothing but good pitches. The, the triple that, that Burns hit was just a well placed ground ball right over the bag at first and in the foul territory was fair by centimeters and kind of went underneath the glove of Hosmer almost and ends up being a triple so that ends up you know being the go-ahead run and it looks like you know not a great outing but really he pitched very well very well and had a five-pitch save in Houston so he's been pretty much what Ned Yost wanted and um, I think fans are kind of wondering why he's the eighth inning guy when you got a guy like Kelvin Herrera although Herrera gave up dying run yesterday uh, on Sunday. So uh, I, I think Ned's going to probably mix and match his setup men for, for Wade Davis. You'll see maybe Hoach in the eighth inning sometimes. You'll see Herrera. 
Um, I don't think anything is set in stone, but uh, as far as Soria and, and, and the, the freak out, it's just, um, it's kind of hard to imagine why. But, I mean, after what they've done in the bullpen the last few years, anytime somebody gives up a run, it's kind of caused some concern here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and obviously Davis has, has yet to give up a run uh, here in 2016. Perhaps that's unsurprising at this point. Um, but uh, Velocity, uh, he is down about one tick from last April and two ticks from last year's average. Uh, it, it sounds like he's just had a little mechanical issue he's, he's working through. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he's, he feels like he's uh, kind of rushing uh, his motion a little bit and his arm's not catching up to his body. So you kind of get uh, he's struggling to get his velo back up into the 96, 97 area. But uh, it did touch 95 or 96 his last time out. So I don't think there's a huge concern there. He's still getting guys out. Um, he, feels, he said he feels fine. He, he said there's a little bit of shoulder fatigue, but he said that's normal for him this time of year, and it usually goes away. Um, and yet, you know, he's still Wade Davis. He still gets guys out uh, no matter what. So uh, he's, he's been fine. Um, and really, everything's been pretty much fine for the Royals. I mean, they're 8-4. They had a winning road trip. There's really not a whole lot to complain about with this team right now. They had kind of an uncharacteristic loss yesterday where Sal Perez has a pass ball that lets in a run, and they don't come up with the big hits. Um, so in the bullpen, you know, you can kind of say let them down, but they were only they only scored two runs. I think if there's any concerns, maybe it's that their offense has not really been clicking yet. So uh, that's probably one thing they look to improve upon this week. All right, Jeffrey, and the last guy I want to ask you about uh, in a negative uh, connotation because, you know, these are the defending champs. We're going to nitpick a little bit. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> then we'll get to some positive stuff after that. But uh, you're Donald Ventura. Uh, nine walks in his first 11 innings. Obviously, he's pitched around that that traffic reasonably well. But is that basically the 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 next step for him? Is, is just that more consistency of the command? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I thought his last his last outing against the against the Astros was was really terrific. And uh, he, you know, he's he's going to struggle with that, especially during the year. Um, he's a guy who does not want to give in to hitters, uh, so he's he's going to you know probably challenge and, and miss some spots now and then, but um, I think the Royals are really happy with, with the progress he's made uh, over the off season and, and early part of this season. He missed a little bit of spring training when he was sick, so we might be seeing some kind of the after, after effects of that, but uh, uh, so far, so good with him. Yeah, the, the rotation in general has been very strong. Uh, we mentioned Chris Young struggles, but other than that, they've, they've been pretty sharp. Uh, including Chris Medlin, who's yeah. you know, something of an X factor on this staff. He, he's had some traffic himself, uh, 1.4 whip and two starts, but he's pitched around it pretty well. Yeah, and his his outing uh, yesterday was really fantastic, uh, and yeah. you know that came with some walks too. But I don't think they're too concerned along with those walks as long as they don't come in the score. So uh, if you can if you can move your way around to navigate around the walks, uh, they're fine with that. His stuff was really terrific. Um, I thought he had really good command of his breaking stuff. And when he's like that, he's, he's tough to hit. And he left the game with a 2-1 lead and uh, got him into the seventh inning. So with a relatively low pitch count considering those blocks. So uh, very encouraged uh, for, for Chris right now. And how about Ian Kennedy? Uh, opponents are hitting 156 off of him so far. It's only a couple of starts. But, man, uh, talk about a nice first impression uh, with a new club. Yeah, we're we're all those uh, doubters in the off season who said that was a horrible contract. Uh, 
It wouldn't be you, would it, Anthony? I don't think it was you. I was one. Of, oh, I was totally one of those doubters. Yeah, <laughs> and might still be for the record. We'll yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's early, but uh, yeah, just a fantastic start for him. Uh, just uh, and I, I think he's he's kind of hinted too that he's about as happy as he's ever been. Um, when you're pitching in front of that defense, which he hasn't had the luxury of uh, in the past, so he's uh, he's just got a lot of confidence that he doesn't have to strike everybody out. Uh, just found the strike zone with strikes and uh, and let your defense win games for you, and that's what he's done the first two games and uh, very very strong starts. Yeah, that, I mean that's the thing. That's that's why we love baseball so much. It, it you know we can look at Ian Kennedy's career numbers all we want or his recent numbers all we want, but um, when, when players, uh, pitchers, position players, doesn't matter. When, when they're playing with confidence, it, it certainly can change their outlook considerably. And, and there's a lot to be confident in when you have that defense behind you. Um, yeah. And, all right. And also, let's let's give a hat tip to the Royals uh, scouting staff to, to yeah, you know, take a chance on a guy like that. Maybe overpay him a little bit, but um, they just you know figured he'd be the perfect uh, matchup for this team in this park. And so far, it's worked out. Yep, they uh, they are scouts of, of the decade, I would say, uh, for, for <laughs> what, what this team has done uh, uh, with some wily signings uh, these last few years. Um, Omar Infante off to a very nice start, uh, mm-hmm. batting for 24 with four doubles. The guy obviously had a lot to prove offensively. they got to be encouraged by that. Yeah, we I know you and I talked about it over the spring, too, and I was very impressed with the, the kind of shape he showed up in, and that's kind of a cliche in spring training, but... Um, he really was able to start uh, weightlifting again for the first time in several years, he said. And um, he looks very good at the plate right now. And he looks kind of like the Omar from a few years back. We had that big season with the Tigers and, and maybe even his first season with the Royals. Uh, uh, just looks uh, much more confident uh, uh, at the plate. And uh, obviously he's always been good defensively. So uh, that's going to really be a big plus for this team down the road. Absolutely. Uh, one last thing, Jeffrey, Gerard Dyson's rehab stint uh, sounds like it might be extended a little bit. Obviously, there's a, a lot of uh, question over what happens to the roster once he does come back, but uh, what, what is that timetable looking like, would you say? Yeah, I think it's probably going to be a little bit longer than we thought. I mean, we thought maybe he'd be down there for a week or 10 days, but as Ned pointed out yesterday that uh, you know he, he didn't really have a spring training. He had one at bat in spring training got hurt, so uh, they're probably going to use as much time as they can with them. And, and also because um, they really don't know what roster decision it will, it will be when he comes back because uh, Fuentes is playing very well, Paul Orlando is playing well, um, and then you have Terrence Gore, who's kind of the you know, X factor off the bench who can just come in and you know, be a guy who wins a game for him. He's already done that once and, and, and was in position yesterday to, to score the tying run. So... Uh, and actually the game ended with Fuentes hitting a rope right at the first baseman. So uh, I don't think they want, that's a roster decision they want to have to make right now. And so, uh, like a lot of teams, they're going to probably delay it as much as they can and, and just hopefully have the decision be made for them, so to speak. Well, tough decisions are good decisions, so we'll see what the future holds there. But uh, for now, yeah, I think we achieved a nice balance here, Jeffrey, of nitpicking <laughs> and celebrating. I think we, we covered a lot of ground there. I appreciate you for joining us. And thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. 
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 